with that intro again because it was really good last week okay y'all ready <clears throat> hey welcome to the movication podcast i'm your host joe i'm cole i'm, I'm brady oh, jesus yeah why don't fuck it up guys come on and introducing our guest for this week hang on hang on wait what ah, wait wait gentlemen this is episode 10 let's have some fanfare for it jesus they missed it when you were headbanging with your cat and throwing it around the room and shit. The I mean, cats will come back. I guarantee it. Just give fan, them fanfare for our two viewers. Yeah. Hey, some, hey uh, we got we got 10 last time, okay? I want to thank the right now. now. <laughs> what a spoil it. <laughs> so for episode 10, you know, our landmark 10 episodes of stupidity, uh, we brought a guest in. Guest, you want to introduce yourself? I'm Tyler Fletcher. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Tyler Fletcher is my good friend and also the guitarist in my band, The Southern Revival. Yeah, we're all right. We're okay. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here's what you got there. What are you drinking? What are you drinking there, Brady? Butter uh, whiskey. Oh. Screwball. I got me uh, some Lagavulin. You fancy lad. It actually went down pretty smooth this time. Last time it didn't. <laughs> oh shit! We decide. I determined that if you put this with a uh, Pepsi, mm-hmm. it tastes just like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, dude! Crown apple and cherry Pepsi. That's the shit right there. Ooh. Ooh. Cherry Pepsi is my favorite Pepsi. Hell yeah, man! I'm telling you, dude, you should have had vanilla Coke with that whiskey you were drinking yesterday. Because I look, I looked at the whiskey real quick. And like looking at the flavoring in it, I was like, man, that would have probably pop off with. It probably would have pop off with vanilla coke. And you mix how it what, with... how was it with the blue raspberry brady? Uh, it was good until I realized that it all like just sank to the bottom, and like the last like half of the drink was just straight whiskey with a little ice, and like I was kind of dying towards the end. It sounds <laughs> even better to me. At that point, you just chug it, dude. We've been there. No, this is the this is Creek Water. It's a uh, Yellow Wolf's whiskey, and surprisingly, for celebrity whiskey, he's pretty involved in the making of it and everything. And hundred proof. It's made out of Alabama, I believe. Ooh, that sounds good. N- North Carolina, actually, the whole but... state of Alabama in there. That's what I was about <laughs> to say. It's made out of Alabama. Wow, impressive. <laughs> Just took the whole state, put it in a bottle. It smells. I mean... All whiskey. other states are inferior to the size in size the, compared to Texas. Was the one you were drinking yesterday? I'm interested now. This one, the Creek Water. Oh, okay, cool. Gotcha. It's yeah, a it's a pretty good. It's hundred proof. Um, he raps about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got a slushy from Sonic and like mixed it. Ooh. <laughs> the problem was, is I I'm thought I mixed it. <laughs> I, I thought I mixed too much inside of it because like the top half was pretty liquidy. It was like, ooh, I fucked up. But then I took some sips of it. And I was like, oh, it's not there. That's nice. So it I poured more to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then it all sank to the bottom. Whoops. You should have mixed. Uh, did you mix it up or? Yeah, I did. I was like stirring and pouring. 
You did it wrong then. But since it's I'm telling like, you, dude, since the liquor is like room temperature and like it's just destroying the ice really quickly, it's like, yeah. I'm telling you, dude, my favorite, the favorite, the only whiskey that I can drink straight is the Jack Daniels Winter Jack. Oh, the Winter Jack, the cider infused it's one. It's basically, yeah, but it, they mm-hmm. put like spices in it or some shit. Cinnamon, to and, like they spice it. It's really good. You ever had that one? No, but I like alcohol. So I mean, I it only it. yeah, it only comes out around like Christmas time, the winter and shit time. Like that, yeah. So it, it's it's good. I've had it before. I've had it for a few years. It's good stuff. I think like uh, flavored whiskeys. The only ones I I really go to are like the Crown ones, like a uh, Crown Apple, Crown Peach is good. Uh, Crown Vanilla is amazing. Um, I've had Crown Apple. I haven't had. I think I've had Crown Vanilla. It's good. Uh, I'm, sure you had Crown I'm sure you've given life. me some of that actually, Tyler. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, I think the only one I had is like that. Was it Red Stag? I forget whose it is, but it's like a cherry flavored whiskey or something like that. Oh, that one was good. I haven't had that one before. It's I know Red Stag, but I haven't had that one before. My go-to like fall and winter drink is fucking. Uh, uh, what the fuck is it? Fireball and cider. I haven't had that yet. Yeah, I've heard I've good things about like woodchuck and fireball and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but I just never it done it because like the like the heat, the cinnamon spice in the in the fireball uh, reacts pretty well with the apple flavoring. Oh, I get yeah. like a I get like a pint glass kind of looking like ones that look like a beer can kind of deal like this, and just eyeball like to here for whiskey and then fill it up with the the fucking cider and usually I tend, I tend do to pretty well like, at it get like rum because rums have like vanilla flavor in it and that goes well with the ciders as well like if you're getting just like a regular cider like an amber of like what what chuck and stuff like that um that'll react really well to it too for whiskey drinks man you got to go half and half <laughs> all right so should we yeah uh, should we should we get started let's, do, let's finally talk about movies no, i'm just kidding let's talk about movies you know, we did this shit last week with the with vinyl records, man. Like we, we yeah, said, y'all, hey, draw, y'all droned on for an hour about records, and I'm over here <laughs> hey, like, what hey, the hell Brady, are you talking was only, about? It was only 16 minutes, and then we got that epic bass boost, okay? Come on. Well, it felt like an hour. Excuse me. Now, yeah, well, it involved. <laughs> epic bass boost almost like blew out my eardrums at work, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, thing, but still. The oh, funny dude. thing is, is I actually turned it down, too. <laughs> I think God we also damn. talked about video games last week too. So we yeah, talked about because me and you oh. were talking about the the briefing and everything. Yeah, E3. We're talking yeah. about E3. <laughs> <laughs> like I played with that thing for an hour, and the final I was like, "All right, this is low enough to where I think it won't be too loud." And then I played it, and every time I've heard it since, I'm like, "Oh shit, that's really loud." I fast forward the game to turn so. down the volume. <laughs> I fast forward to it, and I was just I started dying in my living room. I, and I, I was heard laughing it. so hard. So good. Uh, all right so before we get started uh tyler tell us a little bit about yourself simple, why you gotta make me do facts. this simple facts um that's a nice I, hat you're wearing what kind of hat is that it's a boston red sox hat they're oh, yeah. currently playing uh Ooh. somebody <laughs> <laughs> they were winning last time i checked i have notifications off now but hopefully they're still winning um yeah i'm tyler i uh play guitar in the southern revival along with Joe, he's my vocalist, good guy most of the no, time. I can't sing you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm definitely more of a, a music guy than a movie guy, but I I love movies. I 
I so study should, them whenever I do watch them, and I'm excited to be a part of this. So we should have had Craig come in and not you. That's Probably. <laughs> Craig's his brother. Yeah. <laughs> we, me and my older brother, we, uh, we both definitely like cross paths with uh, music and movies, but uh, he definitely focuses more on the movie side. He, he's great with uh, you know actors and directors and stuff like that. I, I just go and I watch movies and I like them or I don't. But I, I'm able to, you know, even if I don't like a movie, I can still appreciate it for what it is. But yeah, have I have I ever told you when I think you when I think of your brother Craig, I just think he's the definition of ska music. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that comparison, to be honest. Just because like I like I just whenever I think of him, like that's that's what I like. That's what I think of. <laughs> pick it up, pick yeah, it up, pick it up. Dalmatian. Exactly. I just think pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm like you though. Like, but I can do it for with both movies and music. Tell you, fucking producers and directors, writers, shit like that, and then like people who fucking work on an album. Yeah. But I also <laughs> like that's the vinyl collector in me. Like, I actually sit there. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I don't know Joe does it, but I know I actually sit there and like read the legit like liner notes and shit like that. I used like really good about all that stuff, but that's how I made. discover like bands. Sometimes it's like, who are they thinking in there? Because like that Dead Heat record that just came out, Joe. They thank a local band here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. who is the, the i know the lead singer through like the record store the guy who works there that like is the reason i got into like the punk music that i'm into mm-hmm. used to be hit the lead singer used to be his roommate and like he did a guest spot the lead singer of dead heat did a guest spot on their last album and like they're gonna yeah it's just like whenever they come to atlanta they show dead heat love and so they you know that's the homie spot they throw them up there in the liner notes I love shit like that, man. Like, yeah. I'll go to like fucking Wikipedia pages and shit and just read like influences. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this. And then I, I just look them up on Spotify and I jam them out for a little bit. I guess I kind of, I was kind of like that, but with like um, with synthwave music for a bit there. When I started getting into synthwave, like I found Perturbator. I'm like, this is pretty good. And then like, I would get like comparisons and like, you like Perturbator, you're probably going to like Zone Zone, Zone Zone. I was like, yeah, I got top on perturbator, carpenter brute, and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah, all my it. synth, all my synth love comes from Carpenter, and then from there, it's just like, oh, Spotify recommended this off of this soundtrack. All right, let's check it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then, like, honestly, the only reason I got into De- uh, Drab Majesty as much as I did was because Death Heaven of all bands took them on tour. Yeah, I remember talking about that. <laughs> Which is such an interesting thing for me. It's like, okay, you're. You're gonna be like screamy boys for an hour, but before that, we get like trance music essentially. It's just so like we get, a, we get a vibe for a bit here, just just uh-huh. like like dude, and like you could tell who were the diehard Drab Majesty fans because they fucking look like Billy Idol. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm talking like the spiked blonde hair and everything. I saw Death Heaven here with the uh, Lamb of God and Anthrax, and oh, uh, I remember that tour. I could not get into it, like a. Uh, I ended up I heard seeing that was Randy one of their Blythe. worst tours. Yeah, like I don't know, maybe it, maybe it was just a bad show because I've heard like, oh yeah, they're normally not like that and stuff. But uh, it was just like the same loops over and over again, and like just dark lights, like you couldn't see anybody. I was just like, mm, I'm bored. And I saw like Randy Blythe off to the side of the stage, and like he was just taking pictures of the band, and I was just like, 
I'm just gonna watch him instead. <laughs> yeah, he was a big push for them. Like he was like he he like he started hearing their music. He he enjoyed them. He's like, I want to bring these guys with us, man. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I would I would understand like if that's your first like time seeing them as live, I could I could understand that. Obviously, I'm a fan. Like, so I'm gonna say like, yeah, give them a try. And I, honestly, the one everyone's gonna tell you to go to right away is Sunbather. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's New Bermuda, their third album. Like, it just that album I literally had on repeat for a year. Nothing, no other music went in my ears except that album. They're they do a really good mix of like shoegaze and like black metal and like as much as that pisses like hardcore black metal fans off i'm like you sound like a douche for hating on it but whatever <laughs> yeah i mean uh, <laughs> most most black metal people sound like douches <laughs> I mean, yes yes I, I i used to be one i will say that <laughs> it's not cold enough <laughs> it's not true norwegian black metal i just um i listened to a to an album from a band called Portal. You ever heard of Portal, Brady? No, but it sounds familiar for some reason. Uh, Maybe I'm thinking the game. One of my yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm one of my buddies in a one of my buddies in our Discord chat. And he's like, "Hey, y'all should check this album out." And like, I popped it on, and the first song was ten minutes long, and I felt like I was just falling into a black abyss of just like void because it was just kind of like gaze, like shoegaze style. It, like, I guess that's what it would sound like, but like just black metal because it was just it was just noise. And I was like, I feel like and I was just I was driving like eight in the morning. I'm like, why am I listening to this this early? And I was, I was like, uh, <laughs> I was talking to this one girl a few years ago. She was into black metal and stuff like that, and uh, she put something up on YouTube one day, and I think it was also like a ten minute song somewhere around there. And the first three minutes was just nothing, and I'm just like, what? like where's the song like when does it start she's like oh it's it's ambience and i'm like no it's not it's a waste of tape (laughs) (laughs) when does the fucking song start (laughs) i'm all for that dude like i like ambience of my music but like can i get like a minute at most like let's get to the song exactly (laughs) can i get a hum like can i feel the music just a little some feedback or something the real music was the friends we made along the way <laughs> Way to chime in, Cole. Way to chime in. Yeah, you're welcome. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's let's um. Let's that's get my to one, that's my one music related sentence for the week. <laughs> hey, Appreciate man, it. I was shocked that you said that you like Ghost earlier. Like that. Yeah. To when me, you that said, seems kind of heavy for you. When you said he'll probably like Ghost, it sounds like Scooby D music. I just imagine him like <laughs> running around his room, like loving Ghost. Scooby Doo style. Yeah, so Brady, it's funny, like. uh so you know, you know my friend Cameron. He listens to a lot of heavy shit that I just don't like. Well, he started playing Ghost one time, and I'm like, "Hey, this is pretty good. What is this? What is this? He's like, "Oh, it's Ghost." I'm like, "Wow." And I start. I listen to it every once in a while. It's pretty. I like their stuff. They're pretty good. They're fun. I mean, it's, I like it's, it's it's Blue Oyster Cult with Scooby Doo. I mean, that's all. If you don't if you don't take it serious, it's it's fun music. Yeah, and they're here. Ghost live, fans don't take it serious. Their live shows <laughs> are amazing. I'll tell you that right now. I've seen them twice live. It's it is fun as shit. I feel like the problem with them is like everybody expects like death or black metal just because of how they look, mm-hmm. but yeah. like and they're covering cold. ABBA. <laughs> so I mean, I, I feel like more like in their in their earlier albums, I can there's more darkness to it, especially with the lyrics. But like and then in the newer stuff, it's a bit more poppy. But uh, I like. I mean, the guy has a, the guy had a gimmick. 
And he was like, you know, I'm going to sell Satanism, you know, on a, like a mass platform and it works. Like it's fun. Yeah. It's great music. It's just, it's not what people expect from them. And I yeah. think that's where they lose people, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's, right. it's good music. It's fun. I like them. They're not my favorite band, but I like them. All right. So Hello. let's get what ghost ghost would do really good on a soundtrack i'm just saying like i'm oh, not yeah. a huge fan of their oh, music yeah, but if you imagine them scoring a whole ass like movie especially like one of these like newer kind of retro horror movies that are coming out like the remake of like maniac with elijah wood if you mm-hmm. take i mean the synth album by rob on it is fucking amazing don't get me wrong put them in the but, new like, screen i'm gonna send this i'm gonna send That'd this link yes. to him I'm gonna Dude. send this episode to Tobias Forge, who's the singer of Ghost. I'm like, hey man, we're rooting for you. <laughs> gonna ruin tour opportunities with that man. <laughs> Me telling him I, I like them, but I don't love them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let's do movies though now. Yeah, let's let's get to movies now. Let's get back to movication, not uh not musication. So for this tenth episode, yeah, for this tenth episode, we're not gonna we're not gonna focus on one movie specifically because we really couldn't decide what movie to watch so we're going to talk about um and nobody else wanted to watch cruella so yeah nobody wanted Dude, to watch i cruella, totally would have watched cruella <laughs> I, re- I really liked it he wa- i haven't uh, seen it yet but cole watched it i heard it i heard it made bank though not even just in theaters just on disney plus alone yeah. oh dude i'm sure it's a disney I heard, movie yeah. i heard people were <laughs> upset that uh like they didn't like how they portrayed cruella I saw one I, post. I thought it was I, fine. I saw one post is like they turned her into the devil because the way they like they they spelled the vil, like they kind of made oh it my D, God. a capital D and the lowercase E and then capital V. I don't know what that post was I talking L. about. That's not how they spell it. So. And like I and you know what that like, that post talking about cold, like that was that was not that's not the only post I saw. Like other people were like, nah, all this shit. I was like like she the, stole the dogs in the cartoon. Like she was gonna murder the motherfuckers. Yeah, the movie. You know what face, it legitimately looked like to me though, was huh. Devil Wears Prada. That's what I was about to Joker. tell you. It's it's literally Devil Wears Prada with a little bit of Joker with a Disney flair. That's literally what it is. And, and like honestly, I'm not saying I'd pay for it, but I would watch it eventually. I'll check it out when it gets free on on Disney. It's Plus. it's the best of these re- remakes that they've done so far. I may try to catch a, a night out viewing at Alamo or something like that. A little $5 action. Let me know, Tyler. We'll go. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah so- we decided to uh, kind of, like, let the audience get to know us via, like, our favorite movies and shit like that. And, like, our hot takes on certain movies. Yes. Because everyone has one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to piss Joe off so much. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to we'll piss see. everybody off. <laughs> It's like you can't a really interesting one that will make everyone think. We're not here to think, Brady. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're thinking on this show, you don't get the show. Oh so, shit! Uh, Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off, Brady. Let's. I want you to lead us in here, since you know you start alphabetically. So you wanna? Do you want me to just do off? three or do you want me to do like one and then someone else and kind of roll around what are we doing here um give us your three and then we'll we'll, we'll give it like we'll give you some we'll give okay. you an answer here and there so for me obviously i've talked about like my favorites on here a lot being like halloween clerks and things like that mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. wanted to switch things up um 
a little bit. <laughs> There's still like, I would say my three favorite directors are John Carpenter, Quentin Tarantino, and Kevin Smith. So I stuck with them. Not great. But, <laughs> but I got, and I brought, I brought props for you guys, but the you know, audio, obviously the audience can see it. So uh, first up would be Chasing Amy, probably yeah. his Ooh, nice. second best movie next to Clerks, in my opinion. It's a great movie. Um, if we can bring props, we'll go grab some records real quick. <laughs> <laughs> next up is uh, Reservoir Dogs. Nice. Ooh, really? Nice. Okay. Got a good opinion on this one. Uh, I do find it superior to Pulp Fiction. Oh, mm. you and know, I, 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 it's going to be in the debate why, why I feel this way and all that, but that's, I, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> and okay. then uh, the other one is John Carpenter's The Thing. Honestly, this movie you could put on any time and just like, it's, it's like Fargo. Like you put it on mm-hmm. and you're trying to, you know, talk on your phone or whatever. And then you just put your phone down because you're so invested into the damn movie because it's so damn good. And honestly, this movie, if you enhances the viewing pleasure of the 2011 remake or sequel to it, really, because it literally picks up no prequel, sorry, prequel, because it yeah, literally picks up where that movie ends so theoretically you could watch that movie and watch this movie and not miss a beat but watching this movie really kind of and seeing the respect they pay towards it as it being a newer age horror movie mm-hmm. really enhances the viewing pleasure but yeah those are my three and like like i said i just wanted to stick to my three directors because like those are my ride or die directors right there but all those movies are like movies that i can put on at any time and be fine with watching it like oh, i don't know what to watch even though i have a hundred something movies fuck it let's put one of these on okay culverson right. what do you got all right so yeah okay so brady probably <laughs> oh, knows all mine so howard the duck one. did you say howard the duck howard the duck <laughs> god no all right yeah we'll see first one who framed roger rabbit so Brady spoiled it. Thanks, Brady. Good movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it's su- such a good movie. Um, I love Robert Zemeckis. All of his stuff, all of his films are good. Which leads me to number two, which is a t- two-way tie. Back to the Future, parts one and two. All right. Uh, I, I would consider that two movie or one movie. Okay, yeah. Biff. I see you, Biff. I good answer. You. Good answer. And then number three. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Which one? The original. That's obvious as hell, dude. Like I could have called. Yeah. I I knew those. Right <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you. I knew you knew all. <laughs> it's all you I, talk about. <laughs> I thought about switching it up a little, a little, but I'm like, no, just do top three. Like that's, you know, definitely good choices. Yeah, definitely good choices. I I really enjoy uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's so good, mm-hmm. dude. Friggin' and like uh, watching Bob... it as like watching it again as I'm older. I'm like I can laugh at more of the jokes because it's so funny. God, Bob Hoskins is Eddie Valiant, one of my favorite. Him, Chris, Chris, him Christopher, and Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd, dude, in that movie. It just everybody in that movie is so good. The shoe but... being put in the dip is like one of the most traumatic things I've ever been through. Okay, in life. fun <laughs> fact. Fun fact. Does anyone here know who voices the shoe in that scene? No, Nancy uh, Cartwright, Bart Simpson. Yeah, really? okay. okay I, like, cool. I feel yeah. like I've heard that before, but I couldn't remember who it was off the top of my head. I always think about when the when the weasels go investigate uh, Eddie's uh, apartment, 
Yeah. And stop laughing, stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's you always keep good talking scene. like that. I'm about to wash your mouth out. That's, that's good. <laughs> and of course, the shave and the haircut scene when uh, Christopher Lloyd's character is looking for, for Roger. Going back to the weasels for a second, uh, sometimes every once in a while they'll put out D- Disney will have something with one of the with the lead weasel on it. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll censor his name because in the in the movie they never say it, but his name was Smartass. Now, nowadays they call him Smarty. <laughs> I'm just like, no, it's, it's Smartass. But I get it. Hey, you can say ass. Ass is fine. Yeah, yeah why know. would Disney censor that? I mean, they say words like that in the Marvel movies. Because that's the Marvel movies. It's Marvel. It's not Disney language. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joe. Man, I had a hard time with this. I really did. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to like sit down. Like Mm -hmm. if I were to think like, because like I I don't want to spend my normal ones out. Like, although one of my normal ones is it to make the list. But like, you know, I can't be like, oh yeah, put on the Batman movies, you know. The Dark Knight trilogy, put one of those on, put Star Wars on, you know. Those are the easy choices, you know, because that's like everyone's. It's like funny everyone's you say favorites. that because it didn't even cross my mind to think about Star Wars or even like yeah. Halloween, to be honest. Because with I you. feel and like, like I feel like those are given movies for everybody. Like it's not like it's not as personal, even though like you may have like personal connections to it and stuff like that for yourself. You know, everyone loves Star Wars. Everyone Thanks for loves- making me feel like a basic bitch, but all right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, like everyone loves, you know, superhero movies and stuff like that. So I was like, let me think outside the box here a bit and I really think about my movies. So, and I, I, I don't really have a particular order for them, but we talked about it last week and like it just, it reminded me, uh, it reminded me about it. And then like I played the soundtrack earlier this week when I was cleaning some records, but um, the Boz Lorman. Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio, John Leguizamo, everyone. Hmm. Great movie. Like I, I love that movie. I remember watching that movie as a, as a kid and, you know, as I got older and that's when like, I, that's why I really like, became a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio. Like I had like, that's where my man crush began for Leonardo DiCaprio. Like he's a, you know, he's a great actor and I love a lot of his movies and like, I just, I enjoy everything he does, you know, but like that movie was the one that, that sold me on it. Me like I just I really enjoy the movie. I like the crossover of how they they kept it, you know, kind of old English yet in a modern well for modern for that time. Yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. You know, and like Mercutio in that movie when he passes away, you know, at the at the fight of the beach, like how powerful that is for me. Like I like I can put that movie on and still be in awe when I think about it. You know, and just watching every scene from there. So I've only ever seen like clips and honestly, I don't really remember the clips of it. And I told you why last week it's because my mother is a teacher and she uses it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Do they use like the actual text from the, from Romeo and Juliet? More or less from what I remember. More or less. If I remember reading it in high school, like when like people would die, they would literally be like, I die. And that's the end of them. Like, did they? No, actually it wasn't. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Like, it wasn't like verbatim. But oh. they used like, points of it and stuff like that. Yeah, I. But, like, I only saw that in like freshman year, I think, because we read Romeo and Juliet, and I had a really cool teacher, and he <clears throat> he would always put on like comedies and shit. 
and uh, he showed us that one. And from what I remember, it was more or less verbatim from the actual like Shakespeare text. But yeah, they changed it like up. Here the and I there. died stuff. It wasn't in there. But they changed it up from here and there. And the way they like the way they uh, recite it to each other, like how like it's they give it that modern vibe. Like the opening sequence is the is uh, the Montague boys versus the Capulets, and they're fighting at a uh, at a gas station. But the, you know their back and forth isn't you know it's not just oh you know so you know that they're they're arguing but you know using that old English vibe and like going back and <laughs> forth but still selling the emotion I'm like this is good and then when Mercutio dies at the beach you know and you know he talks about you know they cut him he's like you know I I but a scratch a scratch and then like he realizes he's dying he's like they've made warms meat of me. And then he puts the plague on both their houses and just the way they sold that scene and, you know, how everything changes from there. It's like, Oh, like it, it's a really good scene to me. That beach scene is what really like sticks with me. Like that was a good scene. The beach scene. And then the scene right after that, where, where, uh, where Romeo chases, um, Tybalt and they have their car wreck and everything. Like it's, it gets so good. Brady, honestly, I, I suggest watching that movie. I know you said your mom used it all the time, but, Sit down and watch it. It's a really good movie to me. It is. I'm surprised she honestly hasn't made me sit down and watch it. (laughs) So, like, you know, and like, like I said, we talked about it last week because we talked about Paul Rudd being in everything and he's in it. Uh, And I put the soundtrack on and made me reminisce about it and everything. I'm like, man, like, it's it's a really good movie. It's one of those movies I don't I don't watch enough, but every time I do see it, I'm in. Like, I love it. So that was a long stretch of my first movie. The beach scene and like the bring me my long sword and then he like pulls a shotgun off. Yeah, the, the back and the, fa- the fact that they call like their guns <laughs> swords and stuff like that, and it says it on the guns, like you know, it says you know something sword and yada yada yada. Yeah, that's but, the um, stuff that really stuck with me with that. Yeah, movie. that too, and like the guns are beautiful that they use, like the ones that Tybalt has and and like uh, and Romeo have. They're they're like they're they have like ivory inlays on them with like mm-hmm. with artwork on it. It's really they're really pretty guns. That's my first movie. Um, another one we talked about was um, Interstellar, because I made the joke about you know space movies and stuff like that in our in our chat. But Interstellar is a movie that sticks to me really well. Um, I remember wanting to watch a movie in theaters and never and I never got around to it. And I bought it, I bought the movie like on Blu-ray blind. Like I was like, oh, you know, I always wanted to see this movie. And I don't I, like I don't like doing that too much. You know, back then, especially when I was buying you know Blu-rays all the time. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this movie or not. I'm gonna spend 30 bucks in a movie if I'm gonna either love it or hate it. But you know, when I watched that movie for the first time, like it literally had me on the edge of my seat. Um, like halfway through the movie, when they're they're floating in space and like they're trying to land on one of the docking stations, like it freaked me. Like I was, it was intense. But the overall movie, I think it, it's a really nice looking movie, and I really enjoy the storyline of it. And I feel like Matthew McConaughey really sells the emotion in that, in that film. And uh, Hans Zimmer did an amazing job for the soundtrack on that one. Like, that was a big selling point for me, too, because, you know, well, you know, Brady, like, Hans Zimmer goes off. Like, that boy don't miss. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, that that movie, to me, is, like, one I, like, again, it's a movie I don't watch too often, but it's because I don't want to, I don't want to go through my emotions like that, you know, for so long. It's a, it's a great movie. Like I said, it's, it's a beautiful movie to me, and the music sells it really well. And then my last movie isn't like isn't one movie. 
because it's a it's a three part thing, but the Lord of the Rings. I knew it. I you know I I didn't want to include it, but like I I have to I have to include the Lord of the Rings because of, you know just how happy those movies make me and like the detail in those movies and the, knowing the detail that they put into those movies. They had people who were fact checking the whole time, you know, on set. Like, <laughs> hey, look, you know, is that right? Yeah, that's right. They're you know they're this many thousands years old. That's correct. Sure. But, you know, just the emotion between the, the, the characters and the music and the movie holds up like it holds up visually still. Like I watched it in 4K when I, you know, because I had a 4K edition holds up well. For I've determined that you have to like those movies the first time you watch them to ever enjoy them in your life. Yeah, I agree. There's only one return, okay? And it's not of the not king. Of the king. It's, a, it's, it's of, of the Jedi. Jedi. I don't know, man. It's nothing but fucking walking through those movies, man. Three movies Three fucking movies. walking. <laughs> here's the first movie. Volcano. And here's the second movie. I mean, are you, are you ready, ready for the third movie? If you're going to say that, fucking Star Wars, <laughs> if you're going to say that, Star Wars is a game of cat and mouse. Man. I mean, look, I'm not no. saying, look, uh-huh. I'm not if want, saying. If you're going to water things down, like, you know, Star Wars is a game of cat and mouse. Look, water Star Wars down all you want. I'm not saying Star Wars is the greatest cinematic masterpiece ever. Yeah, my issue, my issue with Lord of the Rings, and you're not one of them, luckily. But my issue with Lord of the Rings here is the fucking the fanboys that are like, "Oh my god, Peter Jackson should have won every award that ever possible here." Like, it's it's the best best thing ever put on film. Like, no, dude. Like, no. Like, they're good movies, probably. Yes, sure. That's you, but it's not. Star Wars is inherently bad in some parts. Like the whole final trilogy, like literally Zombie Palpatine. What the fuck was that? And only a rational, only a look, look, but only a rational Star Wars fan and someone that's not like a super fan, Uh like diehard crazy about it, can sit there like us, can sit there be like, yeah, they're good movies, but like they also have issues. But every time you meet a Lord of the Rings fan, it's like. But this is the issue with this movie. No, it's not because this is explained six hours ago. And this is like, dude, like, stop trying to justify it. Like, Thank just you. let someone have an opinion. <laughs> I mean, they did win all the awards still, but I, I, I get it. Like, my thing is, like, I I enjoy these movies a lot. And like I said, they're, I didn't want to include them, but it's hard not to include them when I think of myself and, you know, enjoying and movies. They're your favorite movies, too. It's not yeah. like a universally favorite yeah, movie exactly. thing. Like, it, yeah, we get because, that. And that's the thing, like, they're not. Like I feel like they're they're not a trilogy. Everyone everyone wants to sit down because they're three hours like minimum. You know, nobody wants to sit through that, especially back then yeah. when there were older movies. And Definitely I, a turn off. And I sit through the <laughs> fucking extended editions, like no problem. I'll sit I'll sit through the you know. You gotta realize I was like eight years old when that came out. I exactly. Yeah. All you know, I was, I was a kid. You know, I was still like or you know you know ten, twelve, whatever. But I love those movies and. I feel like they're not the they're not the biggest trilogy, but I feel like they're probably the strongest one, you know, when if you if you tell them the story, like they're the ones that hold the most, you know, accuracy to each other. You know, right. like like you said, you know, Star Wars has its plot holes and stuff like that. You know, but Lord of the Rings, they they did their homework to make sure there wasn't that many plot holes. They they covered their eagles. Yeah. Next week's episode <laughs> I discuss all the plot holes in Lord of the Rings. Oh, can I be on that one too? <laughs> we'll see, buddy. We'll see about that. Down notebook. <laughs> another another issue I do have with like Lord of the like diehard Lord of the Rings fans mm-hmm. is like 
you you can sit there and you can say the movie's bad, but literally the first thing they like to say is, "Well, did you watch the extended edition?" Like that doesn't mean it's going to make the movie better. That's a, that's a, that's no, thing, I didn't. Like, the problem is, <laughs> well, the problem is like I can't go back to watching the original versions anymore because the extended editions add more detail to it, and like it it sells it so much better. But yeah, I get it. Like it for the movies to be great, they shouldn't have to rely on an extended edition to make them good. Which and is, feel, it's kind of the opposite with Star Wars, if you think yeah, about it. Because it's of the Star when Wars George because Lucas came and like fucked with everything, like snip, when he snip, wasn't snip. as good. Yeah, when he enhanced <laughs> it, he, you know, unbeknownst to him, he made it worse because the fans are like, I don't like this. And, and now fans, we have Jar Jar in Return of the Jedi. So, you know. And the fans are forever asking for, you know, the original cuts, and we're never going to get that. Or worse, cool, we have, uh, we have Hayden Christensen in Return of the Jedi. Which just See, totally shits on the redemption a, that, of Darth that, Vader. I feel like that's I, I like that change. I, I personally, like I personally uh, feel no. like that's a I'm little okay bit. Change. I'm okay with that one. The one yeah. that I the the biggest flaw that I always notice and I laugh at every time I notice it, and I do have the original cuts, like no Lucas edits on VHS. Yeah, super rare to have, by the way. I have the ones VHS with the Lucas edits, but I do have the originals as well. But there's a scene in a new hope where han's going to look at the falcon yeah. and i think originally jar jar's not in the scene jabba. and they add it yeah i'm sorry jabba yeah, they and they add jabba. add jabba to the scene and there's literally like there's literally a like a a gas cord or something like a air tank thing mm-hmm, sitting mm-hmm. on the ground and jabba literally is like you know cgi cgi bloop, yeah bloop. and i'm like it, you didn't think to cut like the physical jump that he makes to get over the thing? <laughs> My issue with the uh, Hayden Christensen and Return of the Jedi thing is they've justified it as that's the last known version of a good Anakin. But with that, you're just totally shitting on the fucking redemption of Darth Vader. Like he becomes good right there at the end as Luke is taking right. his helmet off and you're just going to just leave that out? Well, because no. and, and they, one they thing I've seen people say they is can't like, force ghost Vader with no helmet because well, he's already pale skinned. If they make him a ghost, you're not gonna see him. I don't de- give a de- shit. De- they did it back in the so, fucking 80s. So in defense of people who don't like that change, that one thing I've seen brought up is Luke just saw Vader take off his helmet. Well, now this ghost is somebody he's never saw. like he does doesn't know this face. He doesn't mm-hmm. know. So I get it with that. I get it. I always, get it. I always took it out as, but I as still, maybe I like, like it. it was because now he was an established Darth Vader, whereas like you never really had an established Darth Vader right. beforehand. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why they threw him. Because like, who's the actor who played him the first time? Like, could you Some name Russian him? Guy. Yeah, yeah, but could you name him? Not so that's James that's Jones. why I, David. That's Prowse. why I think yeah, David Cross. <laughs> no, but physically, because that wasn't David Prowse when he took off his mask. Oh no, was it not? Hold on, I think so. No, anyway, David Prowse. We'll, we'll save this for the hot takes. Let me finish Still my take. Still horse shit. That's all. I'm Let me say. finish my takes, and then we'll get to Tyler. <laughs> get jackasses. <laughs> um, Wait, finish your takes, Tam. Forever. Um, well, if you if y'all shut up and quit really, you know, taking everything back to Star Wars. Well, stop. And let, and, me just talk, go, Joe, and let me God. talk about the, let me talk about the superior trilogy in Lord of the Rings here. Um, you know, also real quick, other Peter Jackson movies, pretty good. He did the remake of King Kong, pretty good. King Kong was good, pretty good. Yeah, uh, 
District 9. Pretty damn good. The Halo movie. Yeah. Oh, man. I really wish he would have done Halo. But it's not No, that's what District 9 was. Yeah, I know I know what it is, but I wish they would have let him do done. I wish they would have let him do Halo and it would have been nice. Did he not do Forward Unto Dawn? Or I don't I think we'll ever think get so. a like an actual live action. I think it's too late. Halo I think it's too late for, for a big budget. We're Halo. apparently getting like Definitely. a TV show or some crap. Yeah, we're getting a TV show on Amazon. That's what I thought. But um yeah, that's my take on uh why Lord of the Rings is spirituality. Yeah, Peter Jackson did not do forward unto Don, so ignore me. We will, but we can't because it's your turn, Tyler. Oh, special it, guest. It is. You don't want to. Yes, do it's your turn. Give us your top three movies. Okay, so one of them cannot be Iron Man. Oh, I it, forgot to say. I it's forgot actually to say not. <laughs> uh, another I basic bitch Iron movie. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go uh, Empire Strikes Back as number one. Easy nice. takes. Yep. Easy, uh, easy. I almost picked that one. Too. Like, okay. like Kevin Smith said, it's a series of down notes. That's what life is—a series of down notes. Um, number two, uh, this might just be me, but it's uh, it's my feel-good movie, uh, "Forgetting Sarah Marshall." Just amazing movie all around to me. I've come to enjoy that movie because of Marty. So. It's a great movie. Yeah, like I, I, I love that movie. <laughs> And then uh, number three, uh, I'm also going to go with the series. It's going to be the uh, the Cloverfield series. Oh, good okay. choice. Good mm-hmm. choice. Just all of those movies have been nothing but amazing to me. Like, yeah. The way they've gone about executing like the releases, the stories of them, they're all just so damn good to me. John you know, Goodman in, in Cloverfield Lane is Oh, top notch, man! Yeah. John Goodman is such a damn good actor, especially Definitely. later, like in his later age. Mm-hmm. I remember when that movie came out because it came out when uh, Thirteen Hours came out with John Krasinski, and that was like one of the previews that played beforehand. And I never saw it in theaters, and I bought it on Blu-ray, and I'm ninety nine percent sure it's still sealed back there, not even open. I've never seen that movie. I've never seen. Yep. I've never seen Cloverfield Paradox either off of Netflix. Oh, it was pretty dude. good. Yeah, it's. It's definitely a good movie. It's, you know, seen divided. The first one. Yeah, it's divided between, you know, people who are fans of the Clover, Cloverfield universe, but I I loved it. I remember like uh what was it? It was the Super Bowl in 2017, 2018. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, one mm-hmm. of those. But uh I I just gotten off work and I remember uh my roommate Ben, he texted me. He's like, "Dude, New Cloverfield movie. It's available after the Super Bowl. I'm like, we're watching it tonight, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like Cloverfield Paradox is great. Um, it, you know, adds a little bit more to the the monster of uh, the first Cloverfield movie. Mm-hmm. And Cloverfield Lane, it's a, it's a sister movie, but it's not like, directly like it's, correlated with them. Yeah, I feel like it's like a, a bit after the first movie. Yeah, like if these monsters invaded, and like okay, now they're in charge, and people are still trying to come out of the woodwork to yeah. survive. And I, if you I really think of... about it, Ten Cloverfield Lane is kind of like the original Quiet Place, like the idea of it, like you're in one secluded area for a while. Similar. Yeah. I mean, they don't they don't leave their their bunker. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, I I can see you're coming off of that. It gives you that same vibe at least. Yeah, same vibe. Yeah. Same vibes. Um. 
yeah, those all those movies are just so good. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of like the shaky cam of the first Cloverfield, but I I loved it. So I know people got See, sick, but eh. man, I remember I remember this. For me, I'm a found footage person. Like I love found footage, so it didn't bother me. Same. Blair Witch. <laughs> good movie. I remember the week like I watched like the first Cloverfield. I watched uh, Quarantine. Uh, and I watched like the Mist remake, and that was a solid week of movies right there. Like, I watched them like like day after day after day. That's good stuff. Man. Oh yeah, bunch of good monster movies right there. I I didn't get to see Ten Cloverfield Lane in theaters. I saw it in like maybe two or three years after it came out. But yeah, I saw it on Netflix. Even, I didn't I didn't watch it in theaters. Yeah, even then it was still such a damn good movie, dude. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, John Goodman was amazing. Just all all three of those movies are great. And then Overlord was supposed to be part of the Cloverfield universe. But I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. Like that was supposed to be another one, right? Yeah, and I was I was so hyped for that. And I haven't watched that one yet. They took it out of the Cloverfield universe. Yeah, but, uh, that's the Nazi zombie one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even, I saw that in theaters too. That one was good too. Like, I mean, Let's even go. if you don't include uh, it as Russell part of it. this, yeah, it's great. I forgot it was supposed to be a part of Cloverfield. Yeah, and then they changed it. That's have cool. you seen yeah. um quick uh quick nod like you know quick ode to John Goodman? Have y'all seen the Monuments Men? No. It sounds like I, I think I've seen it. It's uh, during World War II. It's George Clooney, Matt Damon, and uh, John Goodman, a couple other actors. They're all like, like doctors, but like of like professors of like the art, like the fine arts and stuff like that. Yes, I've seen get, that. They get them listen to the army to go find like, um, like famous pieces of art and save them because they're being stolen by Nazis. Okay, I've heard of that. So. John Goodman's in there, and he has like a back and forth with like one of the one of the like the smaller guys in the group, but he's really good in that movie too. Like he's that was when I was like, man, John Goodman like doesn't get enough, you know, enough respect. Like that was the movie that for me it was like put him over even more so for me. Definitely, you haven't like, sold on the cast alone, man. Yeah, it's a good cast. Like we'll go like go if you haven't seen the movie, go watch that movie because it is it's a good movie. Um, like I liked him in Oh Brother, where you know where Arthur when he's the the Bible salesman and he beats up uh, George Clooney and John Tudor. It's good stuff. No, not uh, he beats up uh, the little guy, Emmett, and George Clooney. I can never remember that little dude's name. Because he's in a bunch. Because he was in like holes as well, and he was. He was in uh, the Watchmen series. He was. Yeah. Um, uh, Timothy Blake Nelson. Okay. Tim, yeah, Timothy Blake Nelson. There, there you go. Tim Blake Nelson. Because he played like mirror face or whatever. A horny toad. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. he played uh, uh, the guy with the mask. Yeah. Yep. I know that name from somewhere. Hold on. Like I said, he was in Holes. He's literally he's probably been in every movie. He's like Paul Rudd he, at this point. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of minor roles. He is. I love him in Oh Brother Where I Thought like, when, he, when he sings in the jailhouse now. Yeah, dude. He was he was in your favorite MCU movie, Brady Hulk. He was, yeah, the guy, he was the doctor. Yeah, Sam, Samuel Stearns. He was the guy who would eventually, who was eventually supposed to become the leader, Hulk, Hulk's arch enemy. But because they never did a sequel to that, we never got the leader in the MCU. Yeah, 
sucks. <laughs> sucks that movie's not part of the MCU, man. Joe, <laughs> I'm gonna reach through the screen. I'm I'm with Joe on that one. It's it's Marvel adjacent, but I don't include it's, it in the MCU. Well, it's about to be relevant though, because they're with the She-Hulk series coming out. They're bringing in Abomination, so yeah. I, I count it. Uh, I mean, the only oh, people you... that carry over from that is General Ross and then the guy that uh, Gilfoyle from Silicon Valley plays in the Spider-Man movies. So I'm looking forward to She-Hulk only because they said that she's going to play like a lawyer and we're supposed to get like crossover of other characters into it. I'm like, I'm here for that shit. Yeah. I'm hearing rumors we may get that Jessica Jones might make an appearance. Ooh. Kristen hmm. Ritter. <laughs> so I'm... Like I want to, I want to see her yeah. like have to take like a suit like a like a minor superhero like off the street and like you know he's being charged for like battery because he hit up he beat the wrong person. So in the comics, <laughs> in the in the in some of the more recent comics from like a few years ago or so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's paired with Howard the Duck a lot. So I want to see her defend Howard the Duck in court. Hell he ain't yeah. coming. He ain't coming. <laughs> That's my dream MCU movie. Howard the Duck, directed by Kevin Smith. Dude, yes. Because he, he was supposed to do a Howard <laughs> the Duck cartoon, but then they canceled it. Like, he had re- he wrote a cartoon for Marvel, and then they canceled it. And then they did yeah. the Modoc crap. I think Joe's right, though, or, like, or, um, Cole's right about the Jessica Jones thing, because isn't there, like, a rumor that the dude who played Daredevil is supposed to show up at some point? He's supposed to be... Pre- so he's supposed. There's a rumor he's going to be Peter Parker's uh, lawyer in the new Spider-Man, which makes cool. sense because all the uh, all the Netflix rights for those shows have expired now. They, they reverted back up, to yeah. Marvel like at the beginning of last year. So yeah, dude, Charlie Cox as Daredevil was top notch. Oh, so good. Give Finn Jones another chance as Iron Fist. I don't care what anyone says. Man, I never saw Iron Fist. The yeah. show. The show was not great. But he was good. I like. I only I only watched Daredevil and Punisher. I didn't watch Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, or Iron Fist. Oh, dude, Luke you're missing I, I'm just gonna say, give, give Iron Fist to the proper actor. That's all I'm gonna say. He the actor was fine. It was just the writing was bad. Yeah, and it sucks because that was the one I was looking forward to the most. Right, and, so that, and now we're getting poor man's Iron Fist with Shang Chi. But you know, whatever. So obviously we have some we have takes on certain things. So let's um let's get to the second half of this discussion. Well, wait, isn't it Cole's turn? No, Cole already went. I already went. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind that. Uh, who framed <laughs> Bugs Bunny? That's right. Okay. Who um, framed Roger <laughs> Rabbit? You... <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Yes. Who murdered Bugs Bunny? <laughs> uh, Funny thing though, in the sequel and that never happened, Bugs Bunny was going to be revealed to be Roger's father. Oh, <laughs> but there, there was a whole thing with uh the villains were nazis and after schindler schindler's list steven spielberg was like nah i ain't doing that he's like i ain't touching nazis again yeah because schindler's list have you ever seen that movie nope i need to see that movie no. i don't i don't I watched, really want to oh my god dude <laughs> i watched it last year i know you don't want to but i wholeheartedly truly 100% believe everybody in their entire life, no matter what age you are, needs to sit down and dedicate the time for that movie. I need to. I just, yeah, that never had time. That movie will make you cry throughout, but the the ending scene is literally the most powerful thing I've ever seen in on film ever because he takes away the actors. No, he doesn't take away the actors. Spoiler: he pairs the actors with the surviving real people, 
and they all visit Schindler's grave and place uh, rocks or flowers or something, something that symbolizes, you know, their struggle and all that. Mm -hmm. And it's literally like a 10 minute long scene of the real people with the actors playing them, paying their respect to Schindler. It's definitely something... and they end it with Liam Neeson putting the last one on there. And by that point, you're like, you can't even see the screen because you're just, you're shaking and you're in tears. And it's like the most powerful thing ever. I highly recommend everyone sit down. Even if you aren't a fan of war films or Steven Spielberg or what have you, that's, and the things he does with those, that movie, the fact that it's a black and white, but there's a part where a little kid has a red balloon or a red jacket, I mean. And then like, you see a body, of or a pile of bodies and the only thing you can see in that body pile is the red jacket and you're just like what the fuck like it's powerful movie why you to watch the movie have y'all seen uh the pianist that's one i haven't seen that's another good one you know based on world war ii you know god um he's a he's a jewish piano player and uh he gets basically like he gets caught up in all that mess but he's uh like he escapes and he's you know he's hiding from the from the Nazis and stuff like that. That's a really good movie. That's another one to watch too. Trying to th- there was a movie that they showed us in high school. Oh, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Dude, oh, yeah. that movie hits you like Jesus a ton of bricks. Christ. Like a ton of bricks. That good movie takes God. you down. Yeah. So we went to go see, uh, when I was younger, we went to go see Harry Potter, obviously, like everyone in America did at the time. But when they finally, when they finally cast, casted uh, Ralph Fiennes or whatever his name is, is Voldemort. My mom seriously like got visibly angered. She's like, I can't watch him. Ever since Schindler's List, like I cannot watch. Like it, that movie will fuck actors up for you. Like the roles that he puts. Like <laughs> I didn't yeah. know he was in that. I didn't know he was yeah. in Schindler's he's List. He's like the he's like the head Nazi asshole, and like you just you will hate him throughout that entire movie. I already hate him as watch Voldemort, Harry, so yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you'll go and watch Harry Potter and be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Schindler's List is one that I've uh I've been wanting to watch. Um I'm I'm German, you know, ethnicity, whatever you want to call it. Um so all throughout high school, like I got like, oh you're a Nazi. <laughs> but like all my relatives came to Pennsylvania in the seventeen hundreds, so I'm more Amish than anything. Mm. But uh you look yeah, just, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but yeah, just having like been through all that and I went to Germany in 2018 and we went to a Dachau and I was in like an actual concentration camp and just walking through that like it's just so it's so heavy feeling, man. Like I've been I've been wanting to watch Schindler's List. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. The only reason I did was because obviously no one was doing anything last year. And I was like, fuck it. I got the time. Let's do it. Movies I've never seen before. Literally did that. I was planning to watch like multiple movies that day. Watch that one. I was done for the rest of the day. I was like, I I do not talk to me. Like you did that. Meanwhile, I marathoned the entire Fast and Furious series. (laughs) Yikes. Totally different. Dichotomy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's, let's move on since we're done talking about uh, World War II movies. Let's go to, um, movies we have takes on and let's go the same uh same path here go ahead go ahead bradley (laughs) okay so this one i think will make people think uh but i per as much as i love quentin tarantino and all that i personally think pulp fiction is one of the most overrated movies ever 
I still haven't seen it. It's on my list. I haven't seen it. He makes movies that are so much better that I won't say blow Pulp Fiction out of the water, but like I said, Reservoir Dogs is far superior than Pulp Fiction in my opinion. It's a great movie, but strong agree because my my brother swears by it. Says it's one of the best, one of his favorite movies. So I hear Cole might be different here because I know Cole's actually been to film school and shit like that. But he has he has such bad takes. <laughs> well, here's oh, the thing. Every you're time you talk in a to, second, Joe. Every time you talk to 99% of the people I've ever talked to in my life that have gone to film school, minus Cole, he's the 1%. Um, is oh, you go to film school? What's your favorite movie? Pulp fiction. Like, come on, you can't think of something better. Yeah. Like, look at Jackie Brown. He didn't write that movie. Like, it's not an original idea, it's based off of a book, but look how well it's made. Like Pulp Fiction, sure, established Tarantino's career, mm-hmm. established his style, everything. But it's not the be all end all of every Tarantino movie ever. I yeah. won't say it's overhyped, but it's definitely not his best anymore. Yeah. No, especially My, since he's made like Hateful Eight and shit like that. Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh, you know, I love that movie. I mean, it's. It's a good like if you're gonna I guess if you're gonna introduce someone to Quentin Tarantino, yeah, you can start there. Django Unchained. Django Unchained, mm-hmm. but just just be like, hey, like you know, if you want, you know, what like Tarantino, what is Pulp Fiction is a good place to start. If you want to see him like, I guess progress, or you want to see like really good Tarantino, I would say Django, Hateful Eight, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is what you show them. My issue with Pulp Fiction has always been the. Uh... The Bruce Willis storyline. Like, yeah, it works in the movie, but it's still unnecessary. Like, the only thing that comes from it is uh, John Travolta being killed. And then you, I guess, see inside Marcellus Wallace's uh, briefcase. But other than that, like, nothing came from that storyline other than, oh, Bruce Willis is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you got ready. The one thing I do like about the Hateful Eight for me is the fact that it's literally these two movies put together. <laughs> it's literally the thing. And Reservoir Dogs. I was like, you want to say and the names because so... you're showing us the props. Oh yeah, <laughs> tell the audience that <laughs> it's Thing plus Reservoir Dogs. So much so that he and Yo McCorney uses the unused tracks that he used on the <clears throat> Thing soundtrack to fill out music for Hateful Eight. Uh, I would honestly say my favorite Tarantino movie for a while it was Hateful Eight, but Once Upon a Time, man. Like, I just yeah. how smart he is about rewriting that history right there and like building up this tension for an entire movie. Yep. And then not giving you the expected. Dude, like, such a great move. Because when that, when it showed, when it flashed the date and what date it was, I, I was, was, I was I ready was, for it, dude. I was, I was ready for it, but I was terrified. Because it's like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I was scared to see it. And then when it but, ended, I'm just like, wait a minute. But honestly, like that okay. movie, the movie gives me like, it, it, like I feel like it portrayed uh, old school Hollywood vibes. Like it, it portrayed like the golden age of Hollywood. Well, I want to say the golden age, but like, I guess like, like a good age of Hollywood. You could really, like you can watch that movie uh, once upon a time. <clears throat> And especially if you're a Tarantino fan and knowing that like every movie he shows some type of love to old Hollywood, 
and then watch that movie and finally realize this was his vision the entire time for all mm-hmm. his old Hollywood references to, to make a movie in like old that. Hollywood about old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's kind of my only take. And like, it's one I've thought for years. I was like, Tarrant, like Pulp Fiction is good, but come on, there's better. Mm-hmm. And you, you literally, I 90% believe that like people literally just pull it out of their ass. Cause it's the first movie they can think of that's popular or well-loved. Right. All right, cool. Some other yeah. takes. All right. So let's switch gears. Let's talk about DC. Oh. All right. Oh. So this is the tale of two movies. One movie and then a sort of sp- spin-off slash sequel that came a couple years after it. Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Okay. All right. I'm just going to say it. I've always liked Suicide Squad. It's not a great movie. Yep. But it's fun as hell. I love watching it. I don't I don't care what anyone says. It's fun. It, to me it's fun as shit. Strong Birds, agree. Of, Birds of Prey. Good movie. It, it's obviously it's way better than Suicide Squad. I but to me it's not as rewatchable as Suicide Squad. Like I like if I'm just having a really crappy day and I just want to watch a dumb movie, I'm going to put on Suicide Squad. Birds of Prey, maybe if I'm doing some kind of marathon, I'll put it on, but it's not going to be my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. It's not going to be in my top 10 choices. I agree with you for the most part. Um, I I like both movies. Um, out of the two, I'd much rather watch Birds of Prey. Okay. And that's, and that's fair. Like that's, I liked I'll... it, but I, I didn't, you know. Yeah, no, they, they were both good. Um, I didn't have the same problem with, uh, Jared Leto as the Joker as everybody else did, but thank you. I also, you know, see that the Joker has been like multiple different iterations. It's just time. another take. It's not. There's always room for more interpretation. Like I'm, and I'm. This is another hot take. I'm. I've never been the biggest fan of Heath Ledger's Joker. I get it. I get why people like him. Just not my thing. My favorite's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, but I agree. You know, <laughs> I um. That's shocking, actually. I would, I would think you'd say Mark Hamill. Okay, overall, Mark yeah, Hamill. But yeah. talking, just talk, talking live action. It's different with Nicholson. Mark Hamill because he's just an animated voice. Yeah, he's he's but just he's a, a damn good animated. But voice. he's a Definitely. he's a he's a fucking good animated voice. I will disagree with you, Cole, on the fact that like I was gonna go watch a movie the other day with a um, you know, and I was like, with something that I haven't watched in a while, I got. HBO Max, and I didn't even think about Suicide Squad, but for whatever reason, I was like, let me just watch Birds Prey. It sounds like a fun movie to watch right now. But that's yeah. literally just because, like, I had that thought, like, uh, literally two days ago, like, let me watch Birds Prey for whatever reason. Birds right. Prey was much more fun for me. HBO yeah. Max on PlayStation Four just does not want to work, and like, their their solution is to unplug my PlayStation and plug it back in. I'm like, no, like, fix your. Here's shit. your solution, Brady. Get a PS Five. Plus, what makes Suicide what makes uh, Birds of Prey better is we have a uh, Ian McGregor in it. So, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I Rosie Perez. Come on. I mean that too, but yeah, come on. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is in it. I'm glad I'm not the only one having oh, ben. like trouble with a uh, HBO Max. Like, I forget what kind of TV my living room TV is, but like, unless I'm a uh, like airplaying it from my phone, it doesn't work. 
It's on my PlayStation, like, it literally just buffers or doesn't even load up. It's and funny because like, like everyone yeah. says they have problems with it. I have no problems with it at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no problem with it on my Xbox or my phone or anything. I watch like it on that, my phone. But... I watch it on my Xbox on TV here at home. I don't have a problem with my Roku or my iPad, but yeah, PlayStation. Like, weird. I, I don't know if it's Samsung or Vizio or whatever, but like it's some kind of smart TV that we have out there that it's just it won't play HBO Max. Weird. Like we've updated it, we've deleted it and reinstalled it. Just it just will not work. That was the funny thing too, is like the I contacted customer support, which was useless. And they were like, When's the last time you updated? I was like, and I pulled it up because I still had like the notification for when it updated. I was like, June 1st, version 40.80. When the last <laughs> time you guys updated it? And she was like, Oh. Like, come on, just fix it. Just put okay. it on a patch. <laughs> Cole, do you have any more takes, Cole? That, no, that's real, really it. One thing I will say about Birds of Prey, I I did love Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. I felt she that was... was good. She was a good mm-hmm. Huntress. Like, when they announced her casting, I was like, okay, I'm seeing it. I just found out her. the other day there was a TV show called Birds of Prey that was literally the same, like... Yeah, it was yeah. on the CW. Yeah. I didn't know that. Although yeah. my, my thing was it is, like Smallville Smallville era CW? Yeah, like 2002, I think. When I, it when might I be, think... here's the thing. Here's the thing about Birds of Prey, the the movie. It's not even about the Birds of Prey. That was my biggest issue yeah. with it. And I'm just to the point where the, while it was in theaters, they even changed the name of it yeah. to it the Harley Quinn. Of Harley Quinn. Yeah, no, yeah. no, they no like when I was like I went to the theater to see it like a, a second time. And they had changed it to Harley Quinn, comma Birds of Prey. Hmm. My issue with the uh, the Huntress was more so the animation of it rather than like the portrayal of it. Like it, it was just way too like dancey, pretty much. Like it was just like nonstop movement. I'm like, mm. I, I can get that. Yeah. When I think of Huntress, I think of the Young Justice Huntress, which is the mask, you know, and everything. She's I'm like, I wonder, yeah. like. This is an interesting thing to think about, but do you think Birds of Prey worked a little bit better than Suicide Squad because it was rated R? Yeah, that and it's more they were able to have a little bit more creative freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's more. I feel like you get a better background of the of the characters too. I feel like there was less studio interference. Yeah, Yeah, it's. I think that was. I know know that was a big thing with Suicide Squad. Well, isn't isn't because it didn't Margot uh, Robbie like basically say um, I'm writing this movie like if if you want this movie I'm gonna write it basically because didn't she like she produced it and everything. I yeah. think she produced it. I don't know if she like wrote it or anything, but yeah, it's mm. it's definitely more world boarding or blah, world building than all of the other DC movies. So. Yeah, right. I am excited for you the, guys for the new Suicide Squad, though. Yeah, That's you guys know me. You guys know me in the superhero movies. That's one I actually decided wholeheartedly to go out last year pre-pandemic and see it. I'm pretty sure. It was either that or Invisible Man. That was one of my final movies in theaters. Oh, Invisible Man was good. And like, I'm not disappointed with it. Like, yeah, I was like, it's good. It was a good, it was a good choice. Meanwhile, my final movie pre-pandemic was the Impractical Jokers movie. My second viewing. Of- God. Oh, I'm sorry. This man no, said second viewing in theaters. I, I, I like. See, I like those idiots. So I, I had fun. I liked it. It was fun. 
I like I saw it in theaters, but I don't you think know, I would think, go see it again. Now that in I think theaters. about it, I can see literally why I, I had to go to work at one. There was like a 10 o'clock showing. I'm like, I got time, it's fine. <laughs> I work at Disney, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Koi, got anything else? No, that's pretty much it. All right. I got a couple. Uh, honestly, like I came up with them today. Uh, because I'll start with the recent one because I finished watching the MCU again. Sorry, Brady. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't wait for you. I I, I ran through everything already. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, am I gonna Am I gonna get you for this one, Joe? I don't know. You tell me. Am I gonna get you for this one, Joe? I don't know. You tell me. Why? <laughs> um, the Russo brothers make better movie than the Gun Brothers. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like I agree. eons, like not. Oh, I wouldn't say eons better, but much better movies than the, like. Yes, the, you um, know the Gun Brothers make fun movies with Guardians of the Galaxy and some of that, but you know, watching, you know, everything that the Russos did, I'm like, man, these just are take good Winter Soldier out of that list, and I agree with you. But I will, I will say this, and this is coming from someone that is learning, relearning the MCU and all that, but has seen all the movies. Mm-hmm. Or most of them, at least. Um, the Gun Brothers weren't necessarily hired to write a serious movie; they were hired to write yeah. the fun movie. Yeah, right. Was, yeah. So that's, that's exactly a, what I was going to say. But much. you know, it's and and it's not that I see where that. you're coming from, but there's that aspect in it, yeah. right? But the Guardian movies are still very good movies. Yeah, yeah. But I feel but like I totally that. agree. Russo's definitely write a better story-wise movie yeah. than. I mean, look how much their names all over it. Civil War is one of the best superhero movies, period. Yep. Honestly, like, you don't like Winter Soldier, though? Like, Winter Soldier. I need to to rewatch it, but I just remember being kind of. I I liked it, but I didn't love it. It's really good. Winter Soldier is way better than the first Captain America. Yeah. Winter Soldier is a Cold War thriller set with superheroes like yeah. what's not mm-hmm. to love about that yeah I'm sorry, good. the uh the good. russos definitely have more of a benefit of uh having more characters to deal with though right? yeah like they, do. they they have the whole mcu meanwhile james gunn has just guardians like both yes, are still amazing his but, but the, yeah but the way they like i thought the way he built the movie was like was awesome like you know he basically like because i feel like with the russos yeah they have like they make great movies like i said they they're my better combo yep but they have like you know it's 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 your like kind of like your standard formula because they're dealing with you know what would be like normal people as far as you know with the guns because they're dealing with aliens technically yeah in every sense here's they've made it so fun here's the thing though the Russos were taking characters that had already been pre-established. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, not only did James Gunn have to te- have to, you know, re- introduce all all these new characters to us, he had mm-hmm. to kickstart the cosmic side of the MCU. He yeah. had to build this whole world, this whole universe. Meanwhile, most of the work was already done for the Russos. Yep. Yeah, actually, actually, I'm not like you know, I'm not trying to to knock the Gun Brothers, but I'm like, you know what? As when it comes to it. Also, how much did his brother even do? So I know uh, he does the because I think it's just directed by James. I don't think I think yeah, Sean, but he uh, produced. I know he Sean uh, may have produced because I know 
he does the motion he does a motion capture for, for a rocket right yeah he's also, mm-hmm. but he's also a background character he's craglin yeah Yondu. And, you, and you can't sit here and tell me like sean didn't have you know a voice in that like you know oh you know yeah oh no he you definitely did yeah you know they're in there i mean that's yeah. that's the whole reason they yeah. replaced like sean with him was because i mean he's his brother like he's gonna keep his vision going and stuff like yeah. that during that's that whole time it's where it's like and, and, james gunn couldn't fucking direct and shit like that yeah for like 45 minutes yeah um <laughs> uh, but like I said, it's, it's not that like, i'm not trying to knock the gun brothers because they like you know i enjoy what they do too but i feel like the for me like the russos are the ones that really you know when it comes to it they turn it up to 11 yeah and, i i totally understand it. it i totally agree Absolutely. With you. and josh whedon is not that good of a director yeah yeah as someone josh who's is... a fan of firefly i know the rest of y'all aren't Fuck Joss but, Whedon. He ruined one of the best Marvel characters. He ruined his own fucking career. Fuck him. Yes, Fuck him. I I agree with both of y'all. <laughs> I don't I, want to talk about Ultron. Just I don't want to talk about it. James Peter. I I still like Ultron. Like it's mm. here's all I'm gonna like say Ultron. about Ultron. When a like children's Ultron. cartoon does a murderous killer robot better than a PG-13 movie, you have a problem and need to rethink your career. I I agree, but I so I still feel like James Spader was a great fucking voice. Oh, he was for, a good choice. Yeah, right. good choice. I mean, I Joe, I I sent you the the video for the uh, Robert California dialogue over fucking that. Ultron. Yes, yeah, it's that's so, so good. fucking beautiful. So good. <laughs> I just had like a random thought like last year. I was like. I wonder if ever, anybody's ever put Robert California's dialogue I've, over Ultron. I've wanted and to I looked re- it up and there it was. For a while, <laughs> I've wanted to redo the entire movie and just put Robert California's dialogue. Just Dude, I would I would watch that. I would pay $30 Cause more. Because it would be 10 times better. It would be 10 times better. Definitely. Someone needs to put the Jim, do you want a, uh, a sexual reference or a nature reference? <laughs> when two do animals you, are do you, do you even know who I am? I'm the fucking Lizard King. <laughs> All right, so that's my one. That's one take. Another take I have, and this is a little different. Um, Scarface is a completely overrated. It's a completely overrated movie, and it's not, not even like a top five or top. Not even, I guess, top five. Uh, gangster movie for me. Strong. I've never seen it. Never seen it either. Don't waste your time. But I also kind of like. I've never had an interest to see it either. Like, so I've seen it once, and they're like. And I'm like, because my friend was like, look, you gotta, you gotta watch this movie. Like, it's a good, it's a good gangster movie. Like, it was, he's like, it's a staple in gangster movies. And I watch, it, I'm like, nah. Jersey Boys it's is a, a better gangster movie than Scarface. Nah. I just it's a staple in gangster <laughs> rap, maybe. And see that, I think Jersey that's Boys that, that turned me off to. Like, I remember like watching like watching Cribs and like everyone who thought they were cool. They're like, oh yeah, here's my copy of Scarface. I'm like, I got Tony Montana on the wall, you know. And, you know, it's funny because like we talk about. You know, we we just talked about Robert California in the office. I just watched an episode of the office where Daryl was like, uh, they made a Scarface reference. And he was like, he goes, I forgot what he said specifically, but he goes, I like Scarface because I'm black. And I that was the only reason why he liked the movie. And I'm like, you know, but like to me, like it's it's an overhyped movie, and it's just like just because like the drugs and everything, yeah, it's it's very Miami, you know, it's yeah. it's what it is, but like for me, it's just you know, there's there's better gangster movies out there. You can watch it. You can I can watch, see you can it being like Godfather. Pulp Fiction. You can yep. be watching Godfather. You can be watching Goodfellas. You can be watching Casino. You know, Jersey Boys. 
uh there's better gangster movies out there and i could see it being like pulp fiction where like oh you're in film school what's your favorite oh scarface like it's just one of those movies yeah i can see that honestly you know my one of my favorite like uh gangster scene like gangster movie scenes and like i I need to watch this movie again i've only seen maybe once or twice but it was american gangster with denzel washington Mm -hmm. and there's a scene where he's talking to some guy in in a in a restaurant and he's like i can do whatever the fuck i want in this neighborhood basically he goes i can go out there kill a man right now ain't no one gonna say shit at me and he got up walked outside the restaurant broad daylight middle of the day kills a man and nobody batted an eye to him yeah people screamed and stuff like that but no one nobody batted an eye to him mm-hmm. because they knew he was you know the motherfucker in charge around there and i was like damn like that's a flex like yeah. that's a gangster flex right there so I was like, yeah. all right, okay, I see you, man. But that's a uh, that's another take for me. Um, I couldn't think of anything else. I did remember another take. You what talking you about Scarface? Saying it's overrated. Um, I don't like the Matrix. I really don't even get the. I I I kind of get the appeal, but um, I guess it just took me so long to get to it. Like people for years, oh, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. You got to check it out. Finally watched it. I don't get it. I really yeah. don't. I wouldn't say the greatest movies of all time. Well, that's what pe- that people, not that. people overhyped it to me. Then it's for, just, for its time period, I could see. And that's that. for its time heard. frame. For yeah, time period. For its, it was probably for its time period. Yes, but not like of all time. No, not even close. Like yeah. I, I even, um, I even passed out during it and had to rewind it back and watch watch parts of it again. And even then, I'm just like, I don't get what I'm what. Clearly, it's a I'm good story. Something. It's a good story if you sit down and actually pay attention to it. Like it, it makes sense. But honestly, for yeah. me, it's like, for me, it's lost its, it's lost its, I guess, credibility because the Wachowskis basically stole the stole the idea. And I'm like, okay. and like, and I, now uh, the Wachowskis have so much, you know, like bad press on them. Like since then, like basically their their credibility has been, you know, it's built on a lie because they stole the Matrix space essentially. Right. Yeah, but it's like if I'm gonna watch a Keanu Reeves movie, I'm gonna put on Bill and Ted. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I uh, go for it. Constantine for me. Yeah, I would say. Damn. Okay. I would say the Matrix is kind of like the Lord of the Rings, where like if you liked it from the beginning, you're gonna like it forever. Yeah. But if you came to it late, you're probably not gonna enjoy it. I will say this: I absolutely love the Matrix movies. Uh, the third one's okay. Um, but I, I like Matrix movies. I'm excited for the fourth one. But there was a long time where I just never watched them. And if they came on or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, it's on, but I'm not going to watch it. Um, what reinvigorated the whole like love for it for me was I went to go see it in theaters like two years ago. And like seeing it in theaters again was like, whoosh, like really sold it yeah. I will say yeah. this. I loved Agent Smith. He was the best part of the whole movie. I oh, might watch yeah. again just yeah. and I'm really so bummed good. that he's, he's not gonna villain. be in four. Yep. I uh and I have no reason to see it then. <laughs> I jumped into the Matrix late. Like I saw the second one before I saw the first one or anything like that. <clears throat> and uh yeah, I'm I'm pretty much right there with you. It's it's an overhyped movie. Maybe if you saw it in theaters like initially, like yeah, it's such a great movie, but I I think it does good for its time frame, but it's not one of the best movies of all time or anything. Yeah, I will say that the action is really good for it. You know, yeah. the action sequences. Um, I rewatched them not so long ago, and it was cool to 
get a better understanding of the story. Um, I don't like those twin guys in, in part two. Yeah. EOD? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, eh, like the I, can, I, can, I can do without those two guys. Um, but it's a good story to me. I, I, I like Lawrence Fishburne. So. Um, but yeah, like you said earlier, when it comes to, if I'm going to put on a Keanu Reeves movie, yeah, it's going to be Constantine for me. Yeah. Bill Dead. <laughs> All right. Um, Tyler, what do you got, buddy? <laughs> I'm so ready to piss you off, Joe. That's what you got. <laughs> okay. So, one, I got a Daredevil remember, is a good movie. Just remember, I can I can kick you out of the band. Just yeah, I, I know you can. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. I brought, Daredevil I brought, is a good movie. I brought you in. I can take you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Number one, Daredevil is a good movie. With Ben Affleck? Yes. It, is it the best it, movie? No, but it's still a good movie. It's still a great superhero movie. One Ben Affleck, fucking great to look at. But um, he yeah, he's man. he does good through the movie. Uh, uh, what's her name that plays Electra? Karma Electra. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the former Mrs. I, Affleck. I formally, or not formally, I I enjoy Daredevil, like. It's it's a great movie. You got Michael Clark Duncan, which is always a selling point for me. Yes, I was gonna, um, I was gonna say if you don't mention Michael Clark Duncan, rip. you're fucking up. Yeah. I was just I was gonna say like I know me and you talked about this like what on the way to San Antonio a couple weeks ago. Probably. <laughs> yeah, like just it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Is it a great movie? No, but it's it's a good it was, movie. It was a mid two thousand superhero movie. It was as yeah. good as we get, and it was great for that. Yeah. I like the story of Affleck playing Daredevil. And yeah. it was literally, he got offered the role, was, said no, um, went to Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith was like, they they did what? And you said no? He's like, man, I don't want to do it because I want to play Batman. <laughs> and Kevin's like, but you got to realize, like, if you do this, then the people will see you as a superhero. So eventually you might get that Batman role. Like yeah. this is just the foot into the door. And that even Kevin Smith, like it, Kevin Smith is in the movie because of that. But yeah. um, but yeah, it's the fact that like he didn't want to do it at first because he had his superhero in mind, but he was willing to bite the bullet. Is it a great movie? No. I saw it when I was like 10 years old because it was the number one movie for on my birthday. Same. And <laughs> I was just like, let me go see it. Uh Colin Firth as Bullseye was actually not uh, bad. Colin Farrell. Farrell, oh, yeah. yeah. As Bullseye was actually not bad. Uh, like Bullseye. Like that part was <laughs> yes, that part was annoying. More but like the fact freeze. that like <laughs> the fact that he was able to make weapons out of like anything pretty much was crazy. And like the, techn the technology that they used to show you how Matt Murdock sees the world was, was pretty, pretty inventive for the yeah, time. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Brady, given that you're the uh, also Kevin Smith fan, isn't that why uh, Kevin Smith got a uh, discount in Jersey Girl for Ben Affleck? Probably. I I feel like that's the story I heard. <laughs> well, but, uh, here's the, like they're like they were friends. So the story goes is they were friends for a while. That's one of the big moments in their friendship. They're, uh, Jersey Girl, obviously, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Chasing Amy, yeah. things like Mall Rats. Uh, he got married to Jennifer Gardner and she absolutely, she did that movie Catch and Release with Kevin Smith. And, and she didn't want Ben talking to him. She and was, hated him. 
hated him, hated and hated working with him, went home, said, you never speak to him again. That's why they didn't talk for a while. And then, you know, reboot came out and like, everyone's like, Ben Affleck, where the fuck is Ben Affleck? And he didn't even think about hiring Ben Affleck. And then finally, Kevin didn't want to reach, Kevin didn't want to reach out. And finally, yeah, Jason Muse's wife was like, you, you got to do it. Like, yeah, just do it, man. Here's his number. Just do it. And he sent him like a text and the text was like a quote from Highlander and Ben Affleck <laughs> replied with the Highlander reply. And like, it was like, they never stopped yeah, talking. His response yeah. was like, of course you're still liking yourself to a King. Like it was just, like no time had passed. It was great. I the, I feel like I remember, I think it was like on an evening with Kevin Smith or something like that. Like uh, Kevin was saying like, you know, he wanted to go or Ben Affleck wanted to go, go do Daredevil. And like Kevin was like, well, I'm, you know, start working on this movie and ben affleck was like oh dude like i, I want to be a part of this and stuff like that and he's like well i'm, I'm gonna start working on it soon and it's like oh dude like just just let me be a part of this he's like okay well i mean i can do that if uh you know you take a pay cut and he's like oh, you serious man he's like i mean yeah <laughs> he's like okay fine i'll take it and like daredevil went on like a little bit longer or whatever and Ben Affleck wanted like another extension and Kevin Smith's like Yeah, because like Jersey Girl didn't come out till like 2005 or 2006. Yeah. And Daredevil was 2003. Yeah. Yep. And Kevin Smith was like, well, I mean, yeah, like, you know, I, I can hold off on it a little bit longer, but you're going you're gonna to have to take another pay cut. He's like, oh, are you serious, man? He's like, okay, okay yeah, I'll, I'll, I just want to be a part of this movie. <laughs> and then like after Daredevil was done and stuff like that, like Kevin Smith was like, yeah, you know, like you can do it for this much or whatever. And he's like, you haven't even started writing this movie, have you? He's like, nope, I haven't, motherfucker. And he just hangs up on us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that's a story I've read. I, I, I feel, could like, be wrong, I feel like, like I've heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> like It's been a while since I've seen those, but yeah. Ben, ben Affleck had one of my favorite quotes in uh, Jane's Song About Reboot. It was, uh, you wake up one day and you're no longer Bruce Wayne. You're Thomas Wayne. I'm just like, yep. Oh, I was freaking bawling during that scene. I was crying my eyes out. Dude, dude, that okay. So going back to like favorite movies and all that, Chasing Amy being one of them, that scene in Reboot was the scene. Like I was already tearing up a lot throughout that movie. Dude. But that scene in Reboot sent me over the edge. And then the <laughs> Jason Muse's daughter playing their daughter and then what? them naming it Amy. Yeah. I was gone. I was just i was checked out i was like i can't do the second uh, the, the second uh what's his daughter's name Lo- logan the second yeah. she showed up i was like oh shit, that's, that's jay's daughter oh my god and mm-hmm. i dude i was just gone <laughs> such a good movie and i it's love so that- weird to sound like so involved in their lives and it's just like all i do is listen to podcasts and shit like that <laughs> <laughs> All I right, met uh, Jason Muse when he was like five years clean, and now he's ten years clean. It's awesome to see and shit like that. And like badass, dude. I've been to a Kevin Smith like stand up show where he literally it was right when Bruce Willis started talking to him again. <laughs> <laughs> so he talked about that for an hour. He's like, "Let me tell you what it's like working with Bruce Willis." And now we're talking <laughs> again. <laughs> All right, so uh, take number two. I know this is one that's gonna piss Joe off. We'll see. And. I'm That's willing... the whole point of this podcast is to piss Joe off. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm a I'm willing to put an asterisk next to it. Uh number two, uh hereditary sucks. <laughs> ah. Never seen it. Don't care too. <clears throat> I wow. I will put an asterisk next to it. 
just because today is actually three years to the day that I saw Hereditary. And I know that because right before I sat down to like actually watch the movie, I found out uh, Vinnie Paul from Pantera died. And that put me in a bad fucking mood. <laughs> so I will put an asterisk next to that because I haven't watched it since then. But I don't think it's as good of a movie as everybody makes it out to be. I haven't seen Hereditary, but I will kind of tack on to that that Midsummer is a piece of shit. Agreed. Except for the guy being sewn to the bear at the end. No. If you want to watch that, go watch The Wicker Man. (laughs) Wait, I haven't seen... What about... You had to explain the bear thing to me. I haven't seen this. He literally gets sewn into a bear. Yeah. I'll tell you later. The only reason I I accept that is because it reminds me of fucking... uh, Wicker uh, Man. What's that shit? No, um, oh, what's that show called? Uh, Wilfred. No, <laughs> Little Bear. I, no, uh, Bear the, Bears. The bear dog thing from The Shining. No, hold hold on, y'all y'all vent. I'll I'll come. Okay, up. I'm vent. I'm venting you, Brady. Brady uh, workaholics. Workaholics. That's workaholics. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There's, there's a guy in the fucking Rawr. like bears. He's like. For sure. That's the only thing that stuck with that me that's about from? that movie. Yeah. Yes. No, 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 no. Okay, I had no idea. Oh, no, no, no. Well, the, the first short part's from Workaholics, but no. No, yeah, that's what I <laughs> know. Because I see that gif all the time. I had no idea what that was from. Yeah, yeah. it's from Workaholics. Uh, right. Cool. I am Joe, listening, Joseph. To... Brady, you're wrong on very... So many levels. I feel like for me, like I really enjoyed Hereditary because it was a different type of horror, and it was like, and like I feel like, well, uh, like here's here's why, and here's why. Different type of horror. Well, because like, (laughs) how many fucking movies have you seen where a girl gets decapitated and they show you it? A lot. That was the best part. (laughs) I'm like, I like to just leave it there. I'm like, you know what? I feel like era. You know, I feel like that crossed the line. Do you not remember the original Omen? Or even the 2006 Omen. They literally decapitated two people in those movies. Well, one in the one version, one in the original version, one in the 2006 version. And they don't cut it. Were they adults? Yes. That's different. But it's still a decapitation on a live, on on an American cinematic movie. It's different. This is a child. I laughed at the girl being decapitated. Your point is, 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 you you don't see them do it to a child. But the way you said it was like you don't. Okay, see well, it at all. I, 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 I misspoke. I, I, I misspoke. I meant to say, you don't see that happen to a child. Yeah, that's fucked up. I would you, not watch that movie. Yeah, you yeah, can't retract see, your statement, Joe. You already said you don't see. And like, and here's here's my so. thing is like I feel like that's like that's like one of those like unspoken lines. I, I feel like if you were like get a you know director like oh yeah don't you don't kill children like that on on tape. Mm. You know what I mean? You know what else you don't do? You don't make three movies about walking to a fucking volcano. True. Boom. <laughs> you also don't make movies about a duck so yeah debatable. you leave howard out of this <laughs> uh-huh. the comics uh-huh. are fantastic we don't talk anyway, about the movie yeah. no, so like, I, I, I feel like like i said you don't you don't make a movie you know you don't put a movie you don't have a movie and you show a child getting captured i feel like that was like a you know if i feel like that's probably has to be like a like a line or like or like a rule in like the unspoken rule book of making movies you don't do that because it's a no-no you know what i mean I laughed about that for about two minutes afterwards. <laughs> I feel like... I also have a fucking sick like 
sense of humor. So it, like, you know, it took me back. I was, you know, up to that, up, up until that point in the movie, I was like, this movie's okay so far. And then they just slap you with that really quick. And I was like, holy shit. And I feel like to me after that, I was like, okay, like he, he stepped over a line because like I said, you, I've never seen a child get, you know, murdered like that in a movie. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, that's pretty cool. And just everything else to me was fun. Like I liked the rest of it. I enjoyed it for a, for like a directorial movie debut. I thought it was really, really good. And Midsommar was a different type of fun for me. I but know. I feel like I, I feel like with Ari Aster, he doesn't like he doesn't uh, describe his movies as like horror movies. It's like, oh yeah, I got this film I want to make, and it's about this, hmm. and like, but it's not necessarily like a horror. It's just whatever he wants to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy movies. Ben's described it as psychological thriller. Yeah, it's more of a I, thriller. I wouldn't I call it. I don't really consider it that though, because I, the way he describes it as, it makes you feel uncomfortable. And yes. it doesn't do that to me. Like, I mean, yeah, like, you well, know, the teenage girl getting decapitated is, you know, a thing, but it's it's not something that made me like cringe or anything like that. So, okay, well, we're weird, and like, we I mean, that, yeah, I know I'm like, weird. <laughs> but the thing for me, the thing for me is like, because I've seen Midsummer, but I haven't seen Hereditary. It's like I saw those previews. I was like, I like. You know, I do enjoy artsy type films like that, but like, and it, I said this on like a podcast, a few podcasts ago, it's kind of like, uh, us and get out for me where it's like, you put so much effort into like the background of the movie that it kind of takes away from the foreground of the movie. Yeah, I get that. I, I definitely hated Midsummer more than I hated, uh, Hereditary. But I don't know. Both of them just they just don't sit well with me. And well, it's I not like, like I feel like we're getting into an age of of movies, and I feel like A twenty four is a big, uh, you know, obviousness about it. We're getting into an age where like these artsy movies are, you know, it's it's a different breed. And did you see the Lighthouse? Yeah. What did you think? I need to watch it again. Because I, I feel like I could, I couldn't hear some spots of it in the in the theater, but it was weird. But I like, like I I liked it because I like uh I like well William Dafoe and I like Pattinson in it, mm-hmm. and like Dafoe's uh monologue when he's bitching to Pattinson about you know <laughs> you don't like me cooking <laughs> yeah you don't like me cooking you said you did but uh, you know. I will say, like, I enjoyed that one. It was oddly funny in some parts. Yeah. yeah. And it like, lost just me the... for a couple seconds with the mermaid issue, but then after yeah. that, I was like, all right, I'm back on. But that's like one the... that that's one that actually had my attention. And that's one me and Joe have talked about at like band practice and stuff like that. I just I never got around to seeing it in theaters and I still want to see it, but I just I haven't gotten around. See, the reason I need to watch I it. I saw it was because of the trailer. Because like literally the trailer is thirty seconds long, and it's just William Dafoe and Robert Pattinson screaming at each other, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like there's like there's so like that movie goes through the, like so many levels, you know, of the of these two guys. Like you see them like when it's normal, and they go straight the fuck down, you know, it, as far as demeanors and everything. But 
going back to everything, I feel like we're getting into that age where these art, these artsy style movies are, are what's the, that's the next big thing. And, you know, if you want, I guess, culture, and I say that with quotes, like these are the movies you, you know, you're going to have to watch to get something, you know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like a 24 is a big, a big push with that because I mean, yeah, we're going to have our, you know, our still standard big name movies and stuff like that. But like, I'm so, finding more and more of these weird movies to be enjoyable. Yeah. So A24 is... No, go for it, Cole. So you want more fun, more original, more independent films. Is that what I'm hearing, Joe? Kind of, because like I like... like There's been quite we a should, few... Well, movies. we showed you one last week and you hated it, so... <laughs> well, I see, that's, that, that's different because it's not like, you know, it was independent, but like I know those guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I thought... I, I'm still shocked that you didn't like it. It's, you know... it. Well, I think that's another thing. Like, it's it's not the humor that I'm into anymore. I get okay. Like, like I'm not into Perfectly the you know, jerking off and slamming, you know, shooting it in my hand like that into somebody. Like, I'm not like I'm past that. You know what I mean? This is the another thing that me and Joe have talked about. But uh, Cole, given that you're a big Chief fan too, uh, have you seen a Blood Fest? No, I really want to. Yes, but I, I never got around to seeing. That's it. a good movie, man. Like I. I'd, I definitely rank that above Laser Team. Oh, okay. for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it's such a good movie. Like it's, it's not you know typical like horror film like going around murdering everybody. It is that to an extent, but it has its own spin on it that I think works really well. I actually gave Joe my uh my first login just so he could watch that movie pretty much. When you sent me that text, I was like, what the fuck is this for? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's, Blood Fest I need is to, so fucking good. I, I really need to check that out. because, uh, But yeah, I really liked Laser Team. I hate the sequel, but I like the first one. I haven't seen the sequel, but Laser Team was good. I liked it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just a fun, stupid movie that I can put on whenever. So going on A24... Oh, wait, was that your last take, Tyler? Uh, I, I have one more, but if you have more about A24, that's fine. I was just going to see what everyone's favorite A24 was. Mm. List them down, and I'll tell you if I've seen it or not. Uh, let, Tyler, tell your take while I look it up, and we'll go back to that. Yeah, we'll go back to A24. <laughs> this is going to be one that pisses y'all all off. Uh, so, Thor the Dark World, not bad. Never it's seen not it. bad, but it's not good either. Uh-huh. Well. I mean, I didn't hate it. Die. Then again, okay. I haven't seen it in years. Die. So I, 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 I saw it. I expected it's way die. more of a pushback to this. It's <laughs> I actually rewatched that today just to like make sure that I still believe this. But it's it's not a bad movie. Like it's better than the first Thor to me. I, oh yeah, that's my thing. Like it's definitely better than Thor yeah. one. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's eons behind Ragnarok. Yeah. See, everybody that I've talked to like they still pick Thor one over the dark world. And oh, I'm God, like, no. no, dark world is so much better. Like, dark better. The pacing is so much I'll, better. I'll, There's I'll, actually a story. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so good. I'll Honestly, do you one. I'll, I'll do you one more. I'll put Hulk above both of the first two Thor movies. Get, stop with the Hulk. Okay. Let it go. I mean, it's... <laughs> if you're excluding it from the fact that it's not part of the MCU, yeah, I'll agree with you. <laughs> you know, you know what really like turns me off from the first Thor when they're hanging out in the diner and his buddies show up and they're just like Thor. <laughs> yeah, but my favorite part of the whole yeah. movie is in that scene. Like, I like this. Another. No, not not that part. Like That's... later on in the movie when yeah. the other Asgardians show up. Yeah, but that's when they're in the diner, though. Yeah, yeah, but still, like, you know, it's, I mean, this movie sucks. 
Yeah. No. The the pacing of the first Thor was just way too goddamn slow. Yeah. Like it's it's a good movie if you look at it as a whole, but it's just it was a good start. So boring. Like it takes forever for anything yeah. to happen. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm looking I'm really looking forward to the next one. The oh next yeah, Thor. definitely. Ragnarok Christian, Christian, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. I'm hyped. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> now Ragnarok um, is great. I'm looking forward to uh Love and Thunder. But yes. just think... those first two, it was so for the longest time I couldn't watch Thor one or Captain America one without falling asleep. Yeah. And it took uh I think it took Infinity War to actually make me go back and watch those and actually like sit through them. And I've actually been going back and watching the MCU movies with a uh, with Brady. So like I'm kind of like getting a better feel for them. Like I actually enjoy the first Captain America way more than I did back then. Yeah, that's my next one I need to watch. I've been putting off because I figured we weren't gonna do it for this show, so I've been waiting, but yeah, next show. Thor's um, still awful though. <laughs> all right so there's a lot of a24 films um because <clears throat> they started really in the 2010s yeah um so i'm gonna try to go as quick as possible here a glimpse inside the mind of Char- starting 2013 really a glimpse inside the mind of charles swan ginger and rosa spring breakers the bling ring the spectacular now enemy that has jake gyllenhaal in that i know that under the skin lock that has um, Tom Hardy in it. Obvious Child, The Rover, Life After Beth, um, Tusk, Laggies, Revenge of the Green Dragons, The Captive, A Most Violent Year, Son of a Gun, While We're Young, Cut Back, Cut Bank, sorry, Ex Machina, Slow West, Barry, Barely Lethal, Amy, The End of the Tour, Dark Places, Mississippi Grind, Room, Mojave, The Witch, uh, Remember, Cresha, Green Room, The Adderall Diaries, The Lobster, De Palma, which is a documentary about Brian De Palma, Swiss Army Man, Equals, Into the Fours, Moors from America, The Sea of Trees, American Honey, Moonlight, a documentary about Oasis, The Monster, 20th Century Woman, Trespass Against Us, The Black Coat's Daughter, Free Fire, The Lovers, The Exception, It Comes at Night, A Ghost Story, Manchi, Good Time, Woodshock, The Florida Project, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Ladybird, The Disaster Artist, The Ballad of Lefty Brown, The Banishing of Sidney Hall, The Last Movie Star, oh, that one was so good, Lean on Pete, Backstabbing for Beginners, First Reformed, How to Talk to Girls at Parties, Hereditary, Woman Walks Ahead, Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham, awesome. Hot Summer's Nights, Never Going Back, A Prayer Before Dawn, Slice, saw that, has Chance the Rapper in it, The Children Act, Mid-90s, Outlaws, The Hole in the Ground, Climax, Gloria Bell, High Life, Native Son, Under the Silver Lake, The Souvenir, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, Midsummer, The Farewell, Skin, Share, The Death of Dick Long, Low Tide, the Lighthouse, The Elephant Queen, The Kill Team, Waves, In Fabric, Uncut Gems, First Cow, Boy State, On the Rocks, Minari, and Saint Maud. And yeah, that's where we Saint are. Saint Maud still. You know how many of those I've seen? Two. 
Same. <laughs> I've seen Hereditary and Midsummer. That's about it. <laughs> Tusk and the Disaster Artist. There's some I need to see Tusk. It, I've heard Midnight's is really good. good. That's another one I need to watch. Minari is another good one I need to watch. Midnight's is Jonah Hill's of... movie, right? Yeah, Minari just won a bunch of uh, awards. It's yeah. got Stephen Young in it. Uh, Mid-90s was Jonah Hill's Love Project. Um, yeah. yeah, I need to check that out. I've also heard it's... the Florida Project's pretty good. I've seen previews for it. I'm wanting to check it out. I've seen it, Spring Breakers. I've is seen it Willem Dafoe Gems. in that? Uh... Yeah, Florida Project, yeah. Yeah. Spring Breakers, a.k.a. Uh, James Franco is Riff Raff. <laughs> there's some hits in there. Like, there's some really yeah. good hit movies in there, man. Like, like I've seen the... Uncut Gems. Uh, I've seen Midsummer. Uh, was one the the Lighthouse mid '90s Spring Breakers. Mm-hmm. I've seen Slice uh, Eighth Grade, which is written and directed and produced by Bo Burnham, which he's writing a movie about a girl going in eighth grade. Which by Bo Burnham, that's a really fucking smart movie. Mm-hmm. But he's so smart and like his comedy is just smart in general. I I've seen Tusk though. I've seen Tusk. The last movie star is, I'm 90% sure, Burt Reynolds' last movie ever. And it's Probably. literally, so there's, it's, it came out in, uh, it says here 2017, but I don't think it really came out to like 2019 kind of deal. But um, these people put on a, a Burt Reynolds movie festival mm-hmm. and they invite him every year. And he finally decides to go one year. And like he's sitting there watching all his movies, and he's um basically reliving his life through his head through his movies. So like there's literally a scene, two scenes that I remember. One was um he's sitting in the boat with his young version of himself in Deliverance, and the other one is he takes place of um what's her face from Smoking the Bandit. And sits next to his young self and smoking the bandit as his own self instead of Sally Field. Like, and like has a full on conversation with himself. Interesting. So his last movie just came out, just came out or is about to come out this year. It's called Defining Moments. Oh, okay. So that wasn't his last, last movie. It was one of them, though. I've seen The Disaster Artist. But yeah, that's, I've seen a lot of those. Yeah. And, like I said, there are a bunch of hit movies in there, like that are really good movies that, like, I feel like on the more arty side. Um, Neon makes a lot of good movies too. If you've ever heard of that company, yeah, they're kind of up and coming though, right? Yeah. Still? So like I'm like I'm going to their list. They did uh, like uh, the ones I've seen. Uh, where, where do I start? Where do I start? Where do I start? Colossal with um, with Anne Hathaway and uh, Jason Sudeikis. Where Anne Hathaway and Sadekis dated, but uh, Hathaway is like a a kaiju in Japan, but she's in America. It's weird. It's but it's fun. It's a fun like little romantic movie. Um, I've seen I Tanya from them, which is the the oh, yeah, Hardy, yeah. good movie. Good movie. Uh, Ingrid Goes West with um, Aubrey Plaza, where she becomes like obsessed with a like a friend who like isn't like as good as a friend as she thinks she is. Also a good movie. Yeah, good movie. Uh, the the Lodge, which wasn't as good as I thought it would be, but it was it was all right. Um, some other ones I did here. Uh, they did Palm Springs with uh Andy Samberg. That movie uh, is so freaking good. Loved that movie. 
they did Parasite, which won, you know, best film not too long ago. Mm. Uh, and then the one I've been telling you guys need to watch, Possessor. With um, okay. the one that's kind of like the Matrix, but more. Uh, like Already Matrix. lost me. <laughs> it's like it's like Matrix slash Black Widow, but good. Okay. Like, it's you... good. It's good. Um, well, we haven't seen Black Widow yet, you know. Well, same concept as her. But... Like, there's some good movies in here. I'm like, okay, like and like they and like some I haven't seen, but I want to check out. Like they have one about Apollo 11. I'm like, okay, you got me with space. I'm down. Um, I never saw the Bad Batch. Don't ever watch Assassination Nation. I'm just saying what? that right now. Why not? I wasted I wasted money on that movie. Don't. Okay. Don't. Um, one I never wanted to watch because of this. It looks stupid to me. The Beach Bum. That one looked dumb to me. Oh, with Matthew that McConaughey. That looked okay. Yeah, that one looked stupid to me. I don't know, um, man. I kind of want to see Matthew McConaughey and Snoop Dogg in a movie together. I I never saw it, but it looked decent enough. Matthew have, McConaughey and Snoop Dogg. Yes, yeah, movie right there. Sold. It looked like <laughs> to me, it looked like Spring Breakers if James Franco's character grew up but never actually grew up. Yeah, I can hear that. So they and have it's the same Harmony Corinne and all that too. They have another one here, and it has Shia LaBeouf in it, but it's Borg versus McEnroe. And I'm a tennis boy, so like I want to see that. Uh, Gemini is one I never get to watch, but I wanted to watch that one. And um, that's quite the only ones I've heard of. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is supposed to be really good. Okay, I just saw that one right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like Neon and A24 are definitely the ones we. I know we've gotten way off topic there, but Neon and A24 are like those artsy movies. It's a different breed of you know filmmaking but it's good yeah so, have y'all seen the trailer for zola yeah not isn't not, it the one that's interested. like based off a twitter account i'm not sure what it's based off of but it's like i guess you can call them strippers and like or like one maybe like a stripper or something like that but the girl basically is like hey come along and like takes them for like a wild ride of just like yeah they showed that. the trailer for that when i went and saw cruella no interest for me but it might be good. I don't there, know. There's some A24 movie. It was probably that one. Uh, I don't know. It looked okay, but it's not anything I'm going to go pay like full price to see or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Zoe is actually based off of um, like a Twitter account. Okay. Well, see, I didn't know that. I'm not on Twitter. I didn't know that. Like that's I heard of the name. Um, this one isn't released by Neon or A24, but it is a artsy type movie. It's called The Peanut Butter Falcon. I highly recommend that movie. That's the one where LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, right? He's like, uh, yeah, he's he, a wrestler for a kid. Yeah, he uh, like this kid with Down syndrome escapes from his group home because he wants to be a wrestler. Uh-huh. So he kind of goes and makes his dream work. Jake the Snake's in it. Um, uh-huh. yeah. But like they actually like it's a really heartfelt, touching so, movie. That's what I've heard. And like uh, it's funny as hell too, because like and it's not supposed to be funny, but there's just like those moments that are like just charming you can't enough help to but make laugh. you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, you yeah, good? I feel like we, yeah, I definitely, I think we've gotten very far <laughs> off the gate there. I mean, I don't care, but like shit, yeah. I think we did a good show. I think we did a pretty good show too. Like, I feel like it definitely gave people some different perspective of things. And you know, we, 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 you know, we chimed off a bunch of movies here, which, you know, honestly, like I people like, know Lord of the Rings sucks. I feel honestly, like, I feel like every movie we talked about 
today and like even the movies we named off of neon stuff like that's like you you should probably go watch those movies like you need to watch those movies because they're these are good movies especially like things like you said the a24 and the neon ones are up and comers but who will get some like you might see some actors that you recognize in there uh and they're they're good films but like everything else like i feel like we've talked about like you know these are movies you should be watching anyway i was uh i was telling joe the other night like this podcast alone has got me like wanting to watch more movies like i'd I've never seen any of the Saw movies, but y'all talking about uh, that newest one with uh, Chris Rock. That like, was good. Yeah, that, that was, that, that was that my alone. first one. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that alone makes me want to like watch all of them. <laughs> don't expect much, but yeah, I, let, let, I talk, don't. We, we talked about it at practice, you know. After yeah, practice. it. I want to watch them just because I want to get to that Chris Rock movie, pretty much. But yeah, so thank you all. <laughs> thank you hey tyler thank you for being on with us and yeah man he said you were gonna come on i got excited <laughs> anytime y'all want me to man i'm down yeah we'll Absolutely. definitely do this again um so tyler now that you're here and you are kind of new and all that uh what's a movie that you are looking forward to this year i'm actually looking forward to uh the black widow unlike everybody else in the world <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, here's the thing here's the thing it's just been so long i'm just ready to get it over with swing get shang chi and spider-man but i'm hoping it's good i'm hoping the rumors i'm hearing about taskmaster aren't true because if they are i'm gonna hurt someone yeah but, <laughs> honestly i'm not gonna get out of bed for like i don't really care for another mcu movie unless it's quantum mania or See, like uh, multiverse of madness i've i told joe like i have a lot of arguments with him on the uh captain marvel movie i i actually enjoyed it aside from the soundtrack i will give you that point like it was way too way too forced like i didn't need to hear no doubt and nirvana and all that like come as you were yeah i i would have much rather had like just a straight up score for most of that movie but i still think it was great like aside from all that like I, I thoroughly enjoyed Captain Marvel, but that's just me. So I, I liked it too. I liked it fine. There was a little, some things that bothered me, but I liked it. Yeah, it was it was a great movie. Like I feel like it was, you know, delivered at the wrong time. But I really don't see another time that you could have put it in there. Like, like Joe was saying, like you know, if you put it too early it's like well why isn't captain marvel here to save everything or if you put it too late it's pretty much the same thing <laughs> but i feel like it was you know it was just like they're damned if they do it damned if they don't you yeah I mean? it's it's very much that kind of feel but i i still think it was a great movie regardless so yeah well, all right i'd say that's a wrap would you say boys absolutely okay. yep all right we look forward to maybe having you again tyler thank you for being on Thank you for having me. Uh, that was your movication, and thank you guys for listening. We hope to get more listeners, so the two of you should double to four. Tyler, get more friends. That's a wrap, boys. Bye. 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 Later.
Lord. 